0: Dean Evans from Winning Edge Investments has been flying for us this carnival and I reckon he'd be pretty excited about day one of the championships at Royal Roundwick tomorrow afternoon. Dean, good morning to you, mate. What a program this promises to be. Yeah,
1: good morning, Gareth. And yeah, this is, uh, you can't get excited about a day like this, Gareth, and um, you can't be a racing fan. This is, uh, you know, it's one of my favourite days in Sydney. Four massive group ones and just absolute classics as well. You know, the Derby, the Doncaster. Uh, T.J. Smith and the produce. These are, these are races all steeped and, and very rich in history. Um, and, and they're the best of the best coming together for the championship. So we've got some brilliant fields and, um, and, and you know, I, I like to look at the historical profile in the background of the races. It's quite interesting how, you know, even in these big races, big fields, there's, there's some certain uh, form factors that tend to help you uh, find the winner year in, year out.
0: We're on a soft track at the moment, soft five rails in the true, but Drying conditions over the next couple of days in, in Sydney. Michael Wood telling me that he's never had the track better. He's never seen Randwick look better. So can't wait to see what unfolds over the next couple of weeks. Let's have a look at the the group ones and we'll start off with the size. And Cylinder that was so brave in the Golden Slipper is the dominant favourite around $2.10 or $2.20. we bet $3.65. Don Corleone at $7.50. G S Empire of Japan's a big price mm. at seven fifty. V eight at five had good support with Bet365. Brave Meads had support as well at six dollars fifty. And the rest are in double figures. And of course, today's wagering update brought to you by Bet three six five, the world's favorite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly. Call one 858 What are you doing here, Dino?
1: Yeah, look from my uh from a historical profiling perspective, seven of the last 11 winners have come out of the Golden Slipper. Uh, all 11 ran over 1,200 metres last start. Eight of the 11 came out of a Group 1 last start and 10 of the 11 came off a, a Sydney run with only one coming off a, a Melbourne Blue Diamond run. Pretty average speed here. So I think like the Brave Mead, bases loaded, cylinder, they'll push forward and uh, and, and they won't be too strong at 10th Harbour V8. Disney, and Bush Cassidy will probably be, be forward of midfield. Some of the horses like uh, Militarise and Cafe Millennium, they'll be right out right out in the back. Uh, probably the four group ones, Gareth, I found this probably the trickiest. Um, you know, hard to really uh, sort of hone into one, from a, from, a, um, from a betting perspective at least. You know, Cylinder, we've been following him closely, you and I, on the Silver Slipper and the Todman comfortably. Uh, unfortunately for you at 66-1. Uh, to he, he found Round one better up. in the Golden Slipper. <laughs> Sorry, Plenty mate. Bloody Shinzo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he, uh, but, you know, he ran a brave race. And, um, and, you know, he's the one to beat, but 225. Is, you know, I thought it was a bit skinny um, from the rest. Yeah, there's quite a lot of these younger horses, um, Gareth. They're running really good sectionals. Brave Meads run very quick sectionals. with past two start, the latest enlisted grade. Uh, that he won. V8 won the, the Group 2 size Produce uh, at his second start. He ran strong late sectionals as well. Uh, Bush Cafferty was second in Alyssa Gray debut then one well, made made up in Mornington. Again, the, the sectionals were actually quite impressive. Um, and Empire of Japan, he was a, a British Plate winner on debut. He was pretty good in the, in the Golden Slipper. He's got the tongue tie on, which is a bit of a negative, but he's got Zach Turton on, which is positive. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I found this race a bit tricky. Uh, I sort of think yep. Sillander deserves to be favourite, but um, you know, I just couldn't have him uh, as short as he is It's sort of two twenty, two twenty-five. I sort of see him more as a two-dollar eighty chance. I think Brave Need, um, you know, he looks a bit of horse, but from a profiling perspective, he's coming up sort of a Melbourne run that's not a Group One run. He had something of a fourteen-hundred-meter run, which is not usually the right form for this. Um, and Butch Cassidy coming from Melbourne run as well, so uh, a bit of a tricky race. I think they've all sort of got a um, few convictions either on price or other reasons uh, and it's probably you know a race around might for a few for, for exotics in terms of sort of you know those, those sort of five that I've mentioned and um, uh, and in just the hope of someone to get to beat that you might nag a, a sort of trifecta or something like that
0: Alright then let's have a look at the TJ Smith which is race 7 Nature Strip 5.50 with Bet365 Private Eye at $8 I Wish I Win at seven fifty. then you go down to Giga Kick out to four twenty now and in secret, the Philly at $6. So, Jesus is a good race. Marzu at $15. Lost and running first up at $17. How do you assess this year's TJ?
1: Yeah, this is a great race. And, you know, see Nature's Trip won, won it three years in a row. And who won it three years in a row before him. Uh, Santana Lane, Black Caviar won this race. So it's, it's, it's always been a brilliant race. Um, you know, I think from a profiling perspective, the most interesting part about this race, Gareth, is, um, is six out of the 11 have won at third up, four out of the 11 have won at fourth up. Uh, only one horse stands the lane, has won at second up, and nothing's won at first up. If you actually combine the TJ Smith 1200 at Randwick with the Everest, which is the other sort of, you know, should be a group, 1 1200 at Randwick in the spring, uh, from the last 11 years of 17 races, 16 have won at third or fourth up, and only one horse is won at second up. That's one winner from 67 runners uh, first or second up. And what's interesting about this race, Gareth, is Nature Strip, uh, Lost and Running, Private Eye, Marzoo, Paul Laley, uh, Overpass, Giga Kick, Passive Aggressive, Shades of Rose, all first up or second up, including you know Nature Strip and uh, and I Wish I Win, who are wow. uh, sorry, Na- Nature Strip and Giga Kick are the the two shortest in the market. So, for me, from a betting perspective, I'm quite excited about this race. I think there's there's a lot of speed. You got Nature Strip, Passive Aggressive, Shades of Rose, all pushing to lead. Over past Mariama, lost of running mazzle, a little much handy, and I think it's going to be a really quick speed. So I think this is going to th- suit the fit horses who are going to get back and storm over the top. So I'm quite keen on two. Gareth, I wish I win. You know, really talented Golden Eagle winner. Flew home for second in the Lightning and flew home again for third in the New Market. Just profiles absolutely perfectly for this race. We'll get back, really swoop home. Uh, comes into this third up, which is ideal. Um, and then in secret, who was the Group 1 Coolmore winner down the straight as a three year old. But, you know, she won first up at Group 2 level, was a close third in the Group 1 surround, won the New Market handicap really impressively, and comes into this fourth up. And in a race where, like I said, only one only one horse out of 67 has either one at first or second up in, in the major sort of 1200s at Randwick. Um, you know, I just have to bet around the likes of nature's trip and giga kick and, and go hard on I wish will win and then secret.
0: I love it. So you can get seven fifty. dollars 50 I, wish I win, has had good backing with Bet365 for Moody and Nolan. And then, geez, Jay's Cummings was bullish too, about in secret $6 the Philly. I know she goes to wait for age, but she's at a terrific each way prize for a two time Group 1 winner. So can't wait for the TJ Smith there in Race 7 at Roundwick tomorrow. Race 8 is the famous Doncaster, handicap conditions. And you, you said at the start of our chat this morning that. The, the size was the toughest race. So I thought, well, I thought the Doncaster looks impossible for mine. So I'm looking forward to listening to you analyse this contest. Alligator Blood at 10. Mr. Brightside at 550. Kerwin's Lane, unfortunately, is out now. Then we go to Fangirl at 8.50. Converges under a cloud. He was lame during the week. So he'll have to pass a vet test before he... Is allowed to start. Duke de Sess has been easy despite the big wraps on him at twenty-three dollars. The former European galloper Nugget at thirty-four. Bander Snatch at twenty-one. Golden Mile at nineteen. Protagonist at eleven. Communist, the Guineas winner at nineteen, and then Osipenko at twelve dollars here if he gains a start. How do you read this year's Doncaster?
1: Yeah, look uh, from a profiling perspective. Um... 10 of the 11 winners have won either third up, fourth up or fifth up. There are a couple of runners here that are sort of first up, second up. Um, nine of the 11 have come off a 14-day break. Usually they come out of the George Ryder and come into this and run well. And there's a fair few coming out of the George Ryder here. Three three-year-olds have won in the last 11 years. The most interesting uh, piece of this race, considering is you know, always a 20-horse field, big mile. Uh, the last 11 winners out of 11 have all finished first to fourth at their last start. And 10 of the 11 finished in the first five at their last At the second and third last start, so this is a in-form horses race. Consistent in-form horses, Uh, unlike many other races that don't sort of profile like this for a Doncaster. If you're not in-form and going well consistently at last sort of three runs, you basically uh, can't win. There's there's plenty of speed here. Gentleman Roar, Alligator Blood, Pride of Jenny pushing forward. Uh, Bandit matches. We've got your protagonist, Linderman, Mr. Brightside likely be handy. So, uh, you know, I think this will be a pretty strongly run Doncaster. Um, there's plenty of value here, Gareth. I agree. It's a, it's a wide open race, but so I think there's so much value here that uh, there's probably four horses I'm, I'm pretty keen to to back, um, and three of them are three-year-olds all trained by Chris Waller. Osipenko, um, you know, ran third, beaten half a length at a fourth, his fourth career start in the, the Caulfield Guineas. Won the Hobartville two starts ago, and came on and really thought he was going to win the uh, the Randwick Guineas, but just had a small setback. He's a good seventh. Um, and the George Ryder, considering he's coming up sort of a four-week break, has only beaten 1.5 lengths. Uh, I like the fact that Waller's put chosen Mick D for, for him. That suggests to me that uh, Osipenko's going really well because Mick D's flying and, and Chris Waller's using him quite a lot. So Osipenko, a big chance. Dude, gotcha really ticks all the boxes. Won three in a row last prep, including the flight stakes by two lengths at this track and distance. She won the, the, the far-lap stakes by a length last start. She's a very consistent, informed Philly uh, that ticks all the boxes that, that we like and Lindemann's another one that's also in form second in the, the Randwick Guineas then one, the Rose Hill Guineas back to a mile, I like that uh, you know um, Chris Waller won his first, Don was triple honour that way um, and so him down on the weights that suits too. Uh, and the other one's Mr Brightside one was raised last year going substantially better now, charge home for fifth and second at group one level then won the all-star mile, last star uh, Zach Purton. Uh, you can't get a better jockey on board. Um, and so for me, the three-year-olds plus Mr. Brightside, I think you can back the four of them considering uh, sort of three of them were at double-figure odds. Um, and, uh, and and I, I really think the win is going to come from one of those four horses.
0: And I was Pinker, of course, gains a start now with the scratching of Kerwin's Lane. So Mickey D will ride that Galloper from an inside gate. So it's out of a carbine, which would have been a strong favourite. So that race changes a little bit in the early part of the meeting so yeah the is mm. always a beauty what about in the derby I think out of the group ones this is the, the race that I'm most confident in despite the gate I think Sharp and Smart will be too strong I think he's At 3.40, you might get a little bit better on race day. Huey Bowman (laughs) rides for the Rogersons. Manzois defeated him in the derby and gets the blinkers on at $15. The Victoria derby I speak of. Pericles at $4. Mark Twain at $8.50. And then Stroke of Luck at $17. Who wins this year's derby, mate? Japanese Emperor at 13's had some good backing.
1: Yeah, look, it's a a really good field. Um, uh, We've sort of seen... you you got first four home in the New Zealand derby here, pretty much the first four or five home in the Tullock, Um and, and I think it's the first three home in the, in the of Guinea. So the, the sort of three main lead-ups, all the runners are, are here, um, which is quite rare and, and makes it for an exciting derby. A um, couple of interesting things from sort of a profiling perspective of the derby. Ten of the had won another fourth up or deeper in their prep, uh, as you'd expect, in a staying race. Only one second up, which was Hitotsu. It was a freak. Um, four have come off a seven-day break Coming out of the Tullock uh, And then four off a 14-day break Usually the Roseville guineas Three off a 28-day break Which, was, which is off in the Derby So a widespread of runners uh, Quite interestingly and you know, surprisingly Considering it's a 2,400-metre race But 10 of the 11 winners have been barrier 1 to 9 for so the inside 9 barriers Only one horse is one uh, drawn barrier 10 or wider uh, I do agree with you though, uh, Gareth I, I do think Sharp and Smart's the one to beat He's just a winner he won the Spring Champion for us last prep, which was a huge win after racing sort of wide, no cover throughout. Won the Group 1 New Zealand Derby again. Uh, you know, that was a really tough performance. He's just a winner. And um, I do think he is the one to beat here. But I do think that the, uh, the New Zealand Derby form is, is the strongest. I think Arndalis finished strongly, the second, beating the long neck in that Derby as Zach Purton hops aboard. So I think the sort of, you know, 20 to 1 is a, an amazing price for that horse. Uh, full of sincerity. And third in that New Zealand derby, hit the line solid in the Tullock. I like the run, the fact that he sort of comes off the quick backup because that's a really good record. And, and Andrew Forsman, um, you know, there's no better trainer of the derby than Murray Baker, who won four derbies. And of course, Andrew Forsman trained with him. Uh, he knows how to win a derby. So I think for the again, at 21, uh, has to be a strong chance. And and Mark Twain, you know, was sort of a, the eye-catcher, I guess, out of that derby sort of well back and really finished home strong with the fourth. in the derby, again, I think the great thing about these sorts of races, Gareth, is, is you can back more than one horse with the big fields and the huge prices. Uh, I do think Sharp and Smart's the one to beat, um, but I'm definitely going to be backing, you know, the likes of Van Dallas in and full sincerity, pretty strongly as well, and maybe saving on Mark Twain and using that as a strategy uh, in a race where I, I do think the, the winner is going to come from that, that Kiwi Derby form.
0: Can't wait for tomorrow, Dean, and we can head to Winning, ed- winning Edge Investments and the, the website there, and uh, go to the membership page. If you type in SEN, you get a 50% discount, lifetime discount, with your services, not just racing, but NRL, AFL. It's a hamburger with the lot with winning edge investments. So it's, as I keep on saying each and every week, that's the best winner that you can back.
1: Yeah, and I see that opportunity. It's been great to uh, get so many of, uh, of your listeners on board and, um, and getting great feedback and to be enjoying it. So it's... Uh... That's brilliant, and and we've got a couple of uh, really huge weeks of racing coming up.
0: Good on you, mate. Thanks for your time, as always. Cheers, Gareth. Appreciate it, mate.